Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Debbie. Didn't we just have a fun laugh? We did. We just had a fun laugh right so, before you pressed play. Yeah, so we're going to maybe share that idea of a podcast <laughs> at some later date, but it's very funny. And so, but you'll have to wait. But you'll have to wait. And yes, yeah, and you know, because hopefully it'll be just as funny to you as yeah. it is to us. Well, because it's borderline inappropriate. And so, you that's know. That's what we find funny. That's what we find funny. So, um, well, also we want to address that. Uh, we've moved our location where we've been recording, and so we apologize for the little bit more echoey effect, but we haven't done anything to fix the... A little boomy. Yeah, it's a boomy. <laughs> it was just Halloween. So, <clears throat> so but we we're going to get it handled, so... Um, yeah. But in the meantime, we are matchy-matchy today. We, We're both in gray sweaters. We both got yeah, I have memo. blue jeans on. And I don't... your shoes are kind of gray and so are mine. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, this is episode 80. That's, number 80. That's amazing. It is kind of amazing. It feels like there should be more for, the, for two and a half years. But at the same time, it's episode 80. Well, if you think about it, I mean, if there's 52 weeks in a year. Yeah. So, that's... That's almost one a week. Right. And um, we've I taken, mean, yeah, we've taken several we've taken, holidays off and that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. But look at us. Yay. Episode 80. That's amazing. So. And yeah, I thought so. And today I thought we'd talk a little bit about our children. Yes. And not ratting our children out. No. But rather discussing a little bit of what we've learned from our kids. Yeah. And, you know, here is my perspective. Let me just throw this in right from the top. I believe that kids come into the world not only for us to raise up, but for them to raise us up. I believe that too. You know? And um, the book of Proverbs in the Bible says, raise up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart. And, uh, you know, so many Christians say, well, keep them in church, teach them scripture. And when they're old, they'll remember. Right. Um, but I'm more inclined to believe that you figure out who they are mm -hmm. and teach them according to their bent. Yeah, that's exactly. I was just And they say, will learn. Yeah. yeah. And, and every kid's bent is is different yeah and i think sometimes we as parents want to change their bent right well, we want to turn them into little us yeah <laughs> or what we think they should be or what what our fantasy is that our children should be or who how they're gonna represent us oh my children are so wonderful Do, aren't i a good parent <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> there, exactly. There's a lot of that. And, and, and I remember going, you know, as a young mom, going to hear a lot of people speak about how to raise good kids. Mm -hmm. You know, there was the Growing Kids God's Way exactly. classes that we took at church and those kinds of things. And um, I remember one woman in particular saying that every time her children left the house, she said, don't forget that you're a Smith. And that wasn't their last name. But yeah. Don't forget that you're a Smith. You know, mm -hmm. and you're carrying the family name. Don't forget that you're a Smith. And, you know, there was just, 
I, I remember so. when my kids were little thinking, oh, well, that's a that's a good way to send them out every day is right. reminding them that they're reflecting our family. Right. And then as they got older, I thought, wait a minute, why do I want them to reflect our family? Right. You know, why do I, I'm, why am I worried about what they're reflecting and not worried so much about who they're becoming exactly. and whether or not they're getting to know their own dang self? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Well, and I think that <clears throat> it, not just church, but I think in the world in general, there's this idea. There's this thing that we want to present to the world, something that we think we should be presenting when it's really not authentic, right? right. And, and, and I, think, I think that happens a lot in church circles, right. a lot, a lot. But I think it can happen in other areas too. I don't think that a family has to be a church-going family for them to feel like they want to present some kind of Brady Bunch front. Well, yeah. And I remember reading that um, Ivana Trump, uh, the Donald Trump's late ex-wife, mm-hmm. um, had written that he did not want to name their oldest child Donald Trump Jr. because he said, this is according to her, he said, what if he's a loser? I don't want him to have my name. Hmm. And, and, you know, I, I mean, that's just her perspective. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. her, who knows. But that really struck me because I thought, you know, a, a lot of us parents, he's not alone in wanting your children to be a reflection right. of, of you right. and who you but are. That, to say something like that would mean that the possibility exists that he is going to be a loser, quote unquote. I mean, that I don't know. I find that an odd thing to say. But <laughs> well, I know, especially about a newborn child. Yeah. It's like, but you're, you're a loser. <laughs> As you're six hours old, welcome to the world. Don't be a loser. Don't be a loser. <laughs> oh my god. But goodness. anyway, Deb, tell me, is there what are some lessons or some um, ways that your children, lessons that you've learned mm-hmm. from your children, or ways that your children have growed you up? Growed you up. Well, uh, I think the overarching thing that I'm not going to say that they've taught me because I don't know that I fully have learned it yet, (laughs) right? But but uh, it's really hard to let your kids go and to just really trust that whatever's going to happen is going to happen, right? It's right. and and to I mean, I've always I tell my kids, you you don't need to have kids. Don't have kids. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> because for me, just the way that I am bent and the way I'm put together, I have a tendency to worry. Yeah. And so now that there are these a groat a groat <laughs> grown-up entities, there are these you know, and they're out of my control. They live far away. I don't know what they do every day. I, and there's a trust factor yeah. that challenges me, okay. quite quite frankly. Okay. It challenges me to open up my hands and just pray for my kids and just to let them go and to just trust that they're in God's hands, whatever that means. They're in the universe's hands, but, but they're making good choices and... and, and they're responsible for them, and I'm no longer in it. And I, you know, and that's hard for me. Yeah. It's hard for me to, when a week goes by and I don't talk to either of them, those things challenge me to grow, to just let them be. Yeah. And, and I think so, 
letting, they've taught me that I have to let them be, and there's a lot of things in my life that I need to let be. Mm-hmm. I can't control it. I have no, I have no influence over certain things. Yeah. And I can only control me and, and my responses and my reactions and my choices. And so I think having kids, for, for me, that's like the overarching lesson for me that kids have brought me. Um, I Honestly, I don't want them to have kids. <laughs> I don't want to have to worry about any more kids. <laughs> because you think that you are going to be worried about your grandchildren yes. the same way you've worried about, and that's just more worry. More worry added yeah. to your and so it's very selfish. Yeah. Right. <laughs> to not want kids. To not so want interesting. kids. I have selfish reasons. And, you know, and everyone around me is like, oh, Debbie, when you got to, oh, they're going to have kids. I'm, you know, the reality is, I don't know if my kids are going to have kids. Yeah. I, yeah. I wonder, and, and I know that if I had a grandchild, I would be thrilled. Over the moon. I would, yeah. but it's not a deep desire that I have a bunch of grandkids who are going to shower me with presents and <laughs> come to my house and I'm going to feed them a bunch of junk food and then I can send them <laughs> home. And, you know, the great thing about grandkids is that you can send them home. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What about you? I mean, that's that's the overarching thing. I can think of some specific things that I'll okay. say later. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Overarching, it's just, it's trusting and letting go. And I have, and, and it's a conscious choice for me. I'll start, mm-hmm. you know, one of them will start having a problem or something. And uh, I, I start getting that anxiety and worry and, yeah, you know, I don't like it. Well, I, I think I'm, I'm, I would say that I, I'm very similar to you. And, you know, my oldest recently said to me, you don't need to mother me. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and in the context, he was talking about me, you know, giving my opinion about something. And, you know, you don't need to mother me. And I just said, you know what, you're, you're right. And in my mind, I'm not mothering. I'm just... I'm just offering my opinion to yeah. somebody that I love, you know. <laughs> yeah. But but for him to to see it as that, I I don't necessarily want that. Sure. You know, I don't want him. And so I think the main difference between me, my mothering and my mother's mothering is that I am able to accept criticism for my children. Mm-hmm. Whereas my mother cannot accept criticism from her children. And if we criticize her, she either completely falls into a puddle of tears, or she says, the Bible says, honor your parents. You need to honor your mother. Honor your mother. And, uh, you know, my feeling is, well, if honoring anyone means that I have to silence myself, how is that honoring to me? Right. Right. You know, right. and I as a human deserve to be honored and respected as much as you do. Absolutely. You know, and so I just um, have learned from my mom a lot of really positive things, a lot. Mm-hmm. But I've also learned what I don't want to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, <laughs> and I don't, and so when my children say, I hate when you do that, or why do you say that, or whatever, I listen to that mm-hmm. because that is truly feedback that I want. I'm not always good at it, right. at listening to it. Right. I'm also not good at changing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I, I do want to hear their opinion, and I do want to hear yeah. you know what they have to say. But I think that that I'm very similar to you in that I have so much anxiety and so much worry mm-hmm. about where they are and what they're doing. And you know they've done a really good job of helping me with that because one moved to another country, <laughs> one it, you know works out on ships on cruise ships and is gone for a long stretches of time. So they have put themselves in situations where I can't you can't have any contact with them. Right, right. Where I don't have contact with them, where I just have to trust that they're okay. Yeah. And um and then they get to come home and tell me, you know, great stories about their adventures. Right. And I appreciate that as well. Yeah. I I mean trust is I mean I think people in general need to do that learn to let go and trust and all those things but for some reason for me having having the kids has has really um, amplified right. that and it's more in my face because you know if it, like I said you're one of your kids was having an issue or you know they're having to make a tough choice or maybe they're going through a breakup or maybe whatever it is and and you know you have to it's like you have to let it's their journey. It, they have to walk through this, and it's and it's just it's hard. It's just it's. There's a couple of, of scriptures that I kind of think about. You know, kind of biblical passages. One is I think in Genesis. Now I'm not gonna. I wasn't prepared to say this, so I'm not. I'm forgive me for not knowing exactly where everything is found. But I think it's Genesis when they you know when Eve was punished for what was happening in the garden. Um, Doesn't the scripture say something about she would now have, you know, pain and childbirth and all that kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. So I I really do. And then in the, I'm sorry, I'm skipping around. But then in later scriptures, in maybe Revelation, it talks about mothers will have the hardest time Mm -hmm. in the last days. Right. Right. Well, I really do think that those two bookends kind of in the scripture are talking about what it means to be a mother from the time you give birth to the time you die. Mm-hmm. And that is that you are constantly worrying mm-hmm. and concerning yourself with your children right. in a way that fathers don't. Yeah, And that's not to say that one is better. I really do think that we need those fathers to help balance are crazy sometimes. <laughs> I would you say know. you are right. You know? Yeah. And so I do think that um, even scripture tells us that a mom's concern and a mom's pain and a mom's worry is very different from a father's. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) That's a question that I'll have. (laughs) For God, exactly. (laughs) Exactly, or whatever is up there, out there. I want to know the answer to that. Why, Why were mothers created to be so worried and anxious? I guess because we keep them alive yeah. from the time well, we I mean, become pregnant. Yeah. It's our job to keep them mm-hmm. alive. And they're, they they grow in our wombs and yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, you know, there's yeah, all that. Yeah. So other things I've learned from my kids. Yeah, tell me some specifics. Well, I think it kind of goes along a little bit with what we were talking about. You know, I'm a musician and so I really wanted both my kids to be musical. And so... Um, so I'm going to, my son specifically, um, you know, I got him piano lessons and I wanted him to, you know, 
I wanted him to love music as much as I do. Both you and his dad are musical, mm -hmm. so that yeah. was, yeah. So we both, you know. Clearly his pedigree. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, and so, you know, trying to get him in music lessons and get him in the theater. And he did do a show at Second Space, and, yeah, and he did take some bass lessons, and he actually picked up the bass real quick. And but he didn't but he didn't pursue any of it, you know, and and I think What I what I realized is, you know, when he was young, I don't know that I recognized exactly what his bent was mm -hmm. because I was kind of Doing what we've been talking about like wanting him to go into music in the arts go in that kind of direction when really his bent was more computers and technology and military and mm -hmm. things like that that I really have no understanding of maybe even we're a little afraid of maybe even a little afraid of yeah. and 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 so again <clears throat> having to go okay you know and let and and honor that mm -hmm. so um, you know trying to a, a lesson that I've learned from that is that again you can't it's really important to figure out who who people are. So I don't I don't know that I did the best job with that, with with my son because again I I didn't I wasn't maybe in tune enough to try to really get where he was at. Right. And I think he was much smarter than I gave him credit for. Knew. Oh, yeah. Wow. Much much wow. smarter. He's wow. really smart. Wow. And I didn't recognize it I guess because I wasn't there in the classroom not know I mean I was I was a room mom and I did all that stuff but you know I just I didn't recognize where his gifts and talents were exactly now what's interesting about my son is he has perfect pitch Wow. he totally has perfect pitch Wow. and um, he hasn't really pursued music and he has not pursued music but the kid has perfect pitch and I just don't understand <laughs> How can this person, how can so, I not have perfect yeah, pitch as so, a musician, but I'll my son, that, the scientist, does? I, I may have told this story on the podcast before, but <laughs> Cart, my mom and my stepdad traveled a lot when they were younger, and they brought home this big, huge gong from, like, Thailand. Big, ancient, I mean, it must have cost, I don't know, it's, huge, you know, the... The so four feet the, wide yeah, across three or something. Feet wide feet, yeah, three feet wide diameter, huge yeah. thing, and hanging on this cool thing. And so one Thanksgiving, maybe five years ago, Carter, my daughter, bing, she 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 banged the gong. Right, right, right. And it made a pitch. Right. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah. And <clears throat> Carter and I are sitting there, and what what pitch do you think that is? And Carter and I were going, mm -hmm. and my son from the other room goes, it's an E. Oh my gosh. And Carter and I looked at each other and we went over to the piano and I'll be. <laughs> it was, that little stinker. It was an E. Wow. And Carter and I looked wow. at each other. We're like, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Wow. But he's but he's not his passion isn't music and yeah. but the kid has perfect pitch. Now I Wow. So yeah, so learning Learning to be more sensitive and trying to figure out who people are and being open to the fact that, I mean, not that I'm not open, because I feel like I've always been open to different people and stuff, but 
like I said, with your own kids, you want them to be a certain thing, and when they don't, it's like, okay. Well, and a few weeks ago, we talked about the difference between things that we enjoy and things mm -hmm. that bring us joy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, I think that, that oftentimes we can put that on our kids. Yeah. You yeah. know, and we can say, well, you enjoy this. And what they're trying to tell you is, yes, but it doesn't bring me joy. And I, that's, I think that's exactly right. Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know if that answered the question of a specific thing that, you know, I've learned from him. But, but I recognize that in me that I maybe could have been better at that. And mm -hmm. so not that I'm going to have any more kids to do it again. <laughs> Possibly grandkids. Or possibly knows. grandkids. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but maybe, you know, to encourage a young mom, hey, really try to listen and get the cues of what of what your kids' real interests and talents are. I think that's why so many parents put their kids in so many activities right. to try to figure out what one's gonna stick. Right. You know? So And I do think that I, I, I think that, that would be my advice to a young mom is get your kids involved in as many things as they want to try. Mm -hmm. And and you know, sports might scare you. Mm -hmm. You know, my husband and I are not sports people. Right. And so we were like, Ah, oh, please don't please let's not have athletic kids because no, yeah. we don't wanna go. Yeah, those, I don't I don't wanna go I don't to wanna go to a football game. <laughs> you know, it's cold and it's ah, I know. and it's scary and blah blah yeah. blah. Um, but we certainly did get them involved in sports, and they were involved in soccer, and they were involved in basketball, and they were involved in um, wrestling, and they certainly did those sports, but all of them, right. uh, thankfully for us, did gravitate towards the arts. And um, so we didn't, but we went to a lot of football, uh, basketball games with our uh, uh, daughter. Okay. And um, she was very, very good. Um, but she was a great tap dancer and she had a great heart. And so she ended up pursuing those things. You know, she ended up following her heart right. um, in, in ways that I could never, ever have imagined when right. she was a little girl. So, right. yeah. So I think that some of the things that I've learned from my kids, I've learned some very practical things. I've learned um, empathy. Mm -hmm. I've learned um, to be less judgmental. I've learned um, how to see the good in people even mm -hmm. when their lives are a mess. Mm -hmm. And those are some of the things that I've learned from my kids. Um, a couple of them have made some very huge mistakes and missteps. And the people that they have brought into our lives have been the same people that other families might say, well, oh, I'm gonna pray those people out of my children's lives. Right. Um, because they're bad, because right. they're the wrong crowd. Right. Um, but somehow, and I, I don't really credit myself as much as I credit my kids, because I do think that I was able to see some of these bad seeds, if you will, yeah. um, kind of through their eyes. Mm -hmm. And I was able to see the good in people that other people maybe didn't see the good in, you right. know? Right. And because I've had some of these... Uh, bad seeds, and I put that in quote, in my home, I have had front row seats to miracles. And I've talked about that before because mm -hmm. I've seen them grow right. and I've seen them change and I've seen them become mothers and fathers and, you know, make complete turnarounds in, in their, their lives. Life. Yeah, yeah. And that has been huge for me. 
And so I think that if my children had not made a couple of missteps along the way, I might have missed mm -hmm. the lesson of restoration right. and reconciliation right. and growth. You know, I would have missed some of those lessons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that through their eyes and through their experiences, I've been able to see um, uh, what what growth and restoration really yeah. looks like. I mean, and I, yeah, I, I mean, my kids too. Both uh -huh. of them have had their, their serious struggles. And, you know, seeing both of them take control of their lives, you know, and it gives you hope that, you know, other people can do that and gives you a, um, a, a story that you can share with somebody about, you know, a, a similar struggle that they might be having, right. you know. Um, I think uh, my daughter more recently has taught me, so when the whole um, Black Lives Matter stuff was really in the news and all of that, I mean, I I had an understanding of it, but, but not from the perspective that I needed to have, I think, to really, you know, understand it. And, and honestly, being a white woman, I'll never be able to really understand it. Right. But, but even saying that is a lesson that I learned from my daughter that, you know, she really challenged me to really take a look at what that means. Because I would say to her, well, all lives matter. Right. You know, from the perspective of, you know, I'll say God and the universe right. and right. that all the souls matter and all, all of that. And not that that was wrong. Right. But that I wasn't looking deep enough right and and so she really she cha she challenged me to to really look at that another thing that i've learned from my daughter is i mean she's the one who who made me go to yoga like yeah. she was going to scold me if i did not go <laughs> and uh i mean and so that and that's become a little bit of, a, of an addiction for you. And, and, and mm -hmm. Addiction may be too strong, but it's become something that you're very passionate about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, they, and through that, through going to yoga, and it was, it was hers, she's the one who's like, Mom, you need to go. <laughs> you know, and all right. So, um, but I've learned, I've learned I mean, going to yoga has been a thing that's been part of my deconstruction journey. Right. Uh, because for so many years, I was taught that, you know, yoga was some Eastern horrible religion thing and that, you know, every, you know, Satan was going to come through the yoga mat and, you know, right, right. possess me or some crazy ass right, thing. Right, right. And, and it, you know, it's just the most ridiculous lie that I was sucked into and believed for so many years of my life. And um, so I, I, you know, I've learned that from her nudging. Yeah. So she's, she's opened me up in some ways that, that I wouldn't have been open before. Right. Um, which I'm just very, very thankful for, you know. And, and my son too. My son has... You know, there was, a, there was an element to my son, the military element, that was scary for me mm -hmm. and, and a disconnect for me and, and an, 
not understanding um, some of that. And so you're not a military family. We're not a military family. Mm-hmm. I mean, my grandfather was in the military. Um, like most men in his generation. Like most men in his generation. Yeah. He was in World War II and he was yeah. in the Philippines. And so, you know, I think because of my son, I learned a much deeper respect for military men and women and what they go through and what they sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Because when it hits home and your kids out in some field in Iraq, it, it hits home. And, and the picture becomes much, much clearer about what that means. And so um, that's a huge lesson that my son Zach taught me, you that's know? Awesome. Um, yeah. So yeah, I get, I get emotional like on, on Veterans Day and Memorial Day. And if I see somebody out and about you know, and you want to thank them for their service, and it, it chokes me up to say that to somebody, even a stranger. In a, in a very different way in, than in, it did in, before in your a, son went away. In a very, away. very different yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, and that's because he that was his bent, yeah. and, and he needed to follow that, and that made me grow, Right. you know? So um, our kids are powerful. They're really powerful, <laughs> and because you love them so much, and you, you know, you want the best for them, and you know there is no love like like a parent has for a child, and 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 so you do just, you know, you can't help but learn from them because you have so much gratitude yeah. for them being in your life. Yeah. Um, my oldest son recently he told me that you know we were talking about his childhood, and there were a lot of times when I would see people not like him or not Mm -hmm. want to be around him Mm -hmm. because he was a lot Mm -hmm. right and so we kind of were talking about that and he just said and this is gonna probably choke me up a little bit but he said you know mom if they didn't want to be around me then they weren't my people yeah and I would just look for my people Mm -hmm. and as soon as I found my people then I knew that you know and they were okay with me hanging around and I knew that they were mine yeah you know and I just thought gosh that is to have that very simple you know idea about other people well if they don't want me around if they don't accept me because how many times are we taken down to the core because we've said something on social media we talked about it a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago that Mm -hmm. somebody has attacked you for and immediately you're just crushed right well why not just say oh well you're not my people yeah you know to have that kind of confidence to have that kind of confidence and it's not a it's not in any way a a cocky, arrogant kind of confidence. It really just is, I know that I have a place in this world and it's just a matter of figuring out where it is. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was just so, um, uh, such a relief to me. Yeah, sure. That even after all these years with me kind of looking back and going, why was that person not nice to you? And why was that person? He's like, so what? They weren't my people. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Yeah. And I'm just <laughs> so overwhelmed with that kind of confidence mm-hmm. and that kind of acceptance <laughs> yeah. of others. Yeah. You know, um, the in the Bible, it talks about the prodigal son. And, you know, in the story of the prodigal son, there's three main characters. There's the father, there's the prodigal, and, and there's the, the, the other brother. The other brother. You know, the other brother. And in that story, 
the, the, the wisdom is that the Father is a picture of the church. Mm -hmm. I mean, God. The, the Father is a picture of God yeah. who welcomes back the prodigal no matter what. Right. The prodigal, of course, is a, a picture of all of us in our selfishness, in our mm -hmm. sin, if you will, yeah, or yeah. just our selfish living. Yeah. And then the other brother is a picture of the church, yeah. the, the, the religious um, Stoics mm -hmm. who wanted things you to, have be to be a certain way. You have, you have to, to behave. You have to behave this way. And if you don't, we're not going to accept you back mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. And so that is the picture of the church. Now, how has that absolutely come to fruition oh we see it all the time absolutely. you know we see the prodigal leave and we see the church say well you can't come back you know you weren't doing the right thing and you, we don't want you here you weren't behaving you properly. weren't behaving you were a bad little girl exactly <laughs> and i think one of the things that i've learned not only from that story but also from my own children and watching is when they have conflicts with the siblings mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, that I have conflicts with my siblings. I mean, I think that that's just nature because right. we're all, just because we're in a family doesn't mean that we are, um, we, we need to be best friends. Right. It doesn't mean that we have to totally like each other all right. the time. Right. We're going, going to love each other at the end of the day, but we can certainly have our conflicts. And so in watching my children have conflicts with one another throughout their lives, I, I really um, recognize the importance of that story right. of, the, of the prodigal. And that is that just because one of the kids is upset with another kid for behaviors doesn't mean that I need to take sides right. or that I need to stop loving them. Right. This is between them. Right. You know? Yeah. And they will... They will come to a place. Well, well, they will come back together right. because that's just the nature of family. Right, right. And so, I have been. I've tried to take a lesson from that father in the story of the prodigal son, and just say, you know what? You have always been here. You have always had access to everything. But this child left home and didn't have everything. Mm -hmm. And now that they're back, I want to make sure that. They, 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 have they have everything, right, right, you know? Right. Just like you've always had everything, I want them to make sure that they have everything. And I'm not talking about material stuff because we're certainly not right. rich. Right. I'm talking about just our unconditional love, our unconditional acceptance. Um, several years ago, and I, I might have told this story, but uh, there's a reason that it's come back into my mind so strongly right now. And that is that several years ago, a mom... Um, who was a very tough love kind of mother. And she would speak publicly about the importance of tough love for your kids. Okay. And when they are naughty, or when they are not living according to, you know, standards. whatever, whosever standards, yeah. then you make it hard for them to be in your home because they are not living according to your home's rules, right? So you kick them out. You change the locks, you kick them out. And, and she believed that that was the best way. And she had a son who struggled quite a lot, and she kicked him out. And she believed that that was the answer, right? Because you have to be punished for mm -hmm. your bad behavior. Mm -hmm. And I just, I remember that very strongly. Well, 
years later, she knew that my children had made some missteps and she ran into me in the mall and she stopped me in the mall and she said to me, can I have your address? And I said, of course. And, and so she said, I'm gonna send you something. And so I said, okay. And I'm thinking, I haven't seen you in years. What, what is what this all about? Me? What are you gonna send me? And a week or so later, I got in the mail um, a copy of some pages from a book that talks about letting your children come home. Mm. If they are, and I, I know that I've talked about this yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, I feel like you have. Yeah. If but they are smoking, let them come home. If they're drinking, let them come home. If they're on drugs, let them come home. If they're dating the same sex, let them come home. Let them come home. So I, I just thought, oh, well, that's very interesting coming from her. Yeah. Um, because I've always been a let them come home kind of mom. She yeah. was not a let them come right, home kind right. of mom. Well, a couple of weeks ago, her husband passed away. Oh, my. And he was 80 two years old. And one of the things that has come out, uh, one of the stories that was shared after the passing of her husband, I went to the funeral and okay. everything, was that um, her son came home, but not until he had been in prison, all kinds of stuff, right? And he had said to his dad, as his dad was sick and dying, I'm so sorry for everything I put you through. Hmm. And his dad said, it's okay because we've had these last two years of so much joy. Right. And his son, the son is now 50 years old. Wow. And to say, mm -hmm. I am grateful for the last two years. Right. right. And all those bad years don't matter. Don't matter. Don't matter. Because I'm grateful for what we have yeah. now. Yeah. And I think that, sorry to be emotional, but I think that that is what's important. Making me cry. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's what's important for us to remember yeah. is that the good mm -hmm. is so important yeah. and we don't want to miss out on it. Yeah. And a lot of times when our children are not living up to our standards, we are, we're missing out on the bad stuff, but we're also missing out on the good stuff. Right. right. <clears throat> and... And we've got to start weighing that out and saying, I know that you are living differently than I would choose to live. Yeah. I know that you are making choices that disappoint me. But here's what else I know. You are an incredible human being right. and I don't want to miss out. Yeah. And, yeah. And I want to accept you for who you are. Yeah. <clears throat> and who you've become. It yeah. makes me think of... Um, you know, families where, and, I, and I've seen this happen, not in my own family, but in close families of mine where a kid comes out and is gay, and the initial response of the parents is just they're horrified and they just can't handle it. <clears throat> and But time passes. Some time passes, and, and it doesn't become such a issue and I've seen families then welcome their kid and the partner yeah. into the fold and there's a healing and a thing that happens there and what a beautiful thing that is right because if your son marries a woman 
you're going to welcome her into the family and you're going to um, just watch your family grow, right? Mm -hmm. And your territory be expanded. Mm -hmm. But if your son marries a son, then somehow you think that that's not worth bringing into your family. But here's the thing, is that other person is just going to expand your family. It's that's just right. going to expand your territory. It's just going to grow your heart right. and give you somebody else to love. What's wrong with having somebody else to love right. and somebody else to love you? I think, <clears throat> I think for me, you know, I mean, even having political differences with your kids, which Thankfully, I don't. Um, you know, we're all on the same page. But I think, you know, there would probably be, for me, certain circumstances where it might be hard to just love my kids, you know, if, if you knew that they were involved in things that were harmful to someone else or right. that sort of thing. Um, I mean, you still love your kids, but it would be, it would be hard right. if you knew your kids were doing things <laughs> I mean I don't even know what an example would be but well even just know, in the political if, climate if they were in the KKK or yeah something, right right you know, right right I would have a hard time with that um you know but I mean and that's an extreme example but you know what I'm saying I totally do um but for the most part I'm 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 very very thankful that I'm I am on the same page with my kids not about everything you know there are little there are things but but they're they're far away, and I, I miss them, and I I have to open my hands to to their lives and letting them be who they are and do what they want to do and be accepting and loving and like you say, not be judgmental and listening right. listening to our kids and right. you know I'm gonna go spend some time with with my daughter yeah. and um, in the in January I'm gonna go spend some time with my son. So, and that, I just returned from spending yeah. some time with one of my daughters, and you know, it, her life is such a beautiful um, uh, amalgamation. Is that the right word? It's such a beautiful um, mosaic mosaic of people, mm -hmm. and 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 age ranges. I mean, there's you know. There's a two-year-old who mm -hmm. was, you know, obviously born in the last two years, who is a part of now their friend group. This, you know, the child of one of their friends. And then there's an 80-year-old man. I mean, we're talking, and everybody in between. Right. We're That's talking awesome. this incredible mosaic of people awesome. with varying um, political beliefs. I think a lot of them are kind of on the same page, but there's some, there's some extremes. Sure. You know, on both sides, kind of. But here's the thing, is that they have found what they have in common. And they have in common friendship. Yeah. And food. Yeah. And good drink. Yeah. And uh, uh, music and, and music. Uh -huh. Music. My son-in-law's a musician. I mean, and, and they it all brings them music. together. Music is such a... Peacemaker. It's such a peacemaker. Yeah, and is. I watch my son-in-law and his incredible band of brothers, if you will, um, you know, who are literally part of his band. So I, oh. just, I just have to say this about my son. When when he was a teenager, he loved this band called Slipknot. Yeah, I remember And, and he loved this band called um, Incubus. <laughs> and, and I was horrified 
by these bands. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Slipknot and Incubus, if you're listening to me. But I, I was I was horrified by, you know, that that screamo thing, and yeah. I just, oh, which is where I was spiritually. Right. But, but what my son made me as, do. As a vocalist, I'm sure that you were. Oh, <laughs> I was heck? like. <laughs> exactly. But. Because he loved it, yeah. I'm I I said to myself, Debbie, you have to listen to this music and you have to find something redeeming about it for yourself that you can have a conversation with your son about this music. So I took it upon myself to listen to these bands and to like real I even went to a slipknot concert. I oh, took wow. a bunch of teenagers to it. Wow. But I learned that those drummers are ridiculous. Yeah. They're so talented. It's so sophisticated. All the the time signatures changing all over the place and the and the really really complicated rhythms and patterns. I mean, and if you hadn't been a vocalist, you wanted to be a drummer. You wanted to yes, be Karen Carpenter. I did. <laughs> but I learned that, you know, just you, if you just take a minute, you can learn something about something that maybe is like, oh, to you. Scary. But that something. music, there are some really, really good musicians in those bands. So that was off subject. No. <laughs> but I did learn that. But I think it's, but I think that that is, that is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. This was something so outside of your experience. <gasps> and you were horrified. I was horrified by it. Horrified. It was. But as soon as you opened your heart to this thing that scared you, you found things to love about I it. I did. You found things to appreciate I about it. I totally did. Yes. And so I have learned specifically, I have learned to give people second and third and fourth and fifth chances. Yeah, yeah. I've learned that from my kids. I have learned that um, that you can have front row seats to miracles. We talked about miracles a couple of weeks ago about what exactly it is. Mm -hmm. It may not be complete healing. It may just be that these people are now a part of your life. Yeah. And you get to see them grow and change. Yeah. And so I've learned about miracles. I've learned to open my heart and mind to other political views. I've learned about the importance of death. And the sanctity of life, mm -hmm. not from a pro-life person, but from one of my kids who works as is a hospice yeah. worker. Yeah. And she has just opened <laughs> my mind to the, the the beauty of death and the importance of and the sacredness and the sacredness of, of that time. The sacred space of that and the importance of talking about death mm -hmm. and talking about life mm -hmm. with your family members. I've learned how to, my son told me one time, you know, I said, as long as there's life, there's hope. And he mm -hmm. said, but mom, when you're in, when you're struggling in life, it's the opposite. As long as there's hope, there's life. Yeah. And I've learned to find reasons for hope so that you can give a person a reason to continue living. Yeah. And yeah. so these are all things that I've learned from my kids. I've learned to, to, to say, okay, you're mad at me. I, I still love you. Yeah. And I've learned to say that. And so these four kids, three of them I gave birth to, and one of them came into our lives a little bit later and is our adopted daughter, and we love her just as much as we love all of them. And the four of them have taught me so mm -hmm. many things that I am so grateful for yeah. and that I never 
would yeah. have learned without them. So we want to thank all of you. My kids, yeah. I have a lot of adopted kind of kids yeah, too. Yeah, you do. I do, I have lots of them. And so I want to thank all of all of you, but, um, well not, no but, and, and I love you all. Just love you all and, and bless you all and, and have open hands for all of you to live your lives and do your journeys and keep keep being who you are and, and teaching your moms that you love us too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay to love us and it's also okay to be mad at us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, right. uh, but we love you unconditionally. Yeah. So thank you to With all that. of you. With that, we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye. bye.